Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. We are all different and we are all the same. You know, it's fascinating, but we all have different backgrounds and ideas and uh, certain uh, bents toward particular things. And yet at the same time, we're all the same. We're all sinners and sinners all need the same Christ. We all need the same spiritual work of grace done in our hearts. And that's one of the great truths that we're learning in Acts chapter number 10. You remember in our last study, we talked about the gospel of Christ overcoming our prejudices. Uh, The truth is, uh, the gospel of Christ is the only thing that can cut through the mess in our world right now. My soul, what a complicated world we're living in. That's what sin does. It brings complexity. Only the simplicity of the gospel can cut through all of that. So we've come today to the divine appointment. God made this appointment for Cornelius, and God made this appointment for Simon Peter. God put them together. Before we read it, could I just challenge you to watch for divine appointments today, Uh, to, to look for what it is God's trying to say to you and look for who it is God wants you to speak to? Listen to Acts chapter number 10 and verse number 21. Uh, Peter, remember, has been up on the housetop. Uh, God's been teaching him. And verse 21 says, Then Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him from Cornelius and said, Behold, I am he whom you seek. What is the cause wherefore ye are come? And they said, Cornelius the centurion, a just man, and one that feareth God, and of good report among all the nation of the Jews, was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house, and to hear words of thee. Then called he them in, and lodged them. And on the morrow Peter went away with them, and certain brethren from Joppa accompanied him. And the morrow after they entered into Caesarea. And Cornelius waited for them, and had called together his kinsmen and near friends. I love this. We're about to have a gospel meeting, friends. This man is so anxious to hear the truth, he wants everybody else to hear the truth. Verse number 25, the Bible says, And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. And he said unto them, Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come into one of another nation. But God hath showed me, that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore came I unto you without gainsaying, as soon as I was sent for. I ask therefore for what intent ye have sent for me. Uh, May I just pause and point out that Peter learned the lesson. He understood the picture. He, He received the wisdom. And let me just give a practical application. It's very easy when we're looking at sinners to think like we think. We should think like Christ thinks. See in that sinner a soul, an eternal soul, for whom Jesus died. You know, we get so annoyed with sinners. We get so aggravated and agitated with sinners. Why should we be shocked when sinners act like sinners? Or we look at certain sinners 
and we think, boy, I'm glad I'm not in that shape. But for the grace of God, you would be. Perhaps you even were. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget what God has done in your life. Don't forget that God can do the same in their life. Let the gospel straighten out your thinking. And the Bible says in verse 30, And Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting unto this hour, and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, thy prayer is heard, and thine alms are had in remembrance in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa, and call hither Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodged in the house of one Simon a tanner by the seaside, who when he cometh shall speak unto thee. Immediately therefore I sent to thee, and thou hast well done that thou art come. Now therefore are we all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Hey, I think he got the message. What do you think? And because he got the message, now Cornelius and his whole household are about to get the message of the gospel. Verse 35 says, But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him the word which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. I would point out to you that Though this man feared God, worked righteousness, uh, was a religious man, that was not enough. What did he need? He needed the gospel. In fact, let me point out to you three things that Cornelius needed that every sinner needs. I need it, you need it, and every sinner you're going to meet needs these three things. Number one, he needed the word. Do you remember uh, the, the servants said, he wants to hear words of thee. Uh, we need to have words with sinners, but not argumentative ones, not debate. No, we need to give them the word of life, the word of the living God. So Peter opens his mouth, and what does he do? He speaks the word. Acts chapter 10, verse 36, the word which God sent. Look, friends, it's not your words that will change a sinner's heart. It's God's word. Get them into the Bible. Show them the scripture. Open your Bible. Read the, the word of God to them. Get them to read the word of God. The word is powerful. It is a light on the path. It is water for the thirsty soul. Uh, it is the, the sword that pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. It's the hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. So use the word. Every sinner needs the word. And then secondly, every sinner needs the way. The word leads to the word. I mean by that the written word always leads to the living word. When he opened his mouth and when he began to speak the word which God sent, what did he preach? He preached peace by Jesus Christ. And I love the parenthetical statement here. He is Lord of all. So they need to know who Jesus is. They don't just need to know things about the Bible or Bible knowledge. They need to know the God of the Bible. So get to Christ. Don't be detoured by secondary issues. Don't don't deal with all the peripheral things and miss the main thing. Get to Jesus. Preach Christ to them. Tell them who the Lord of all is. Tell them how they can have peace with God through his son. Preach Jesus. And then the third thing, did you notice? This sinner not only needed the word and the way, but he needed true worship. When Peter comes into the house, he falls down and begins worshiping, and Peter says, get up, man. I'm just a man too. By the way, at every time in Scripture where the messenger starts to be worshipped, the messenger, be it a preacher or an angel, always says, don't worship me, worship God. 
Any man that wants to receive worship and glory is not a true messenger of the Lord Jesus Christ. No, the messenger wants you to know the one he represents. And so it's all about worship. Remember uh, that this man needed to know who God was and how to truly worship the true and living God. Do you remember what Jesus said to the woman at the well? The Father seeketh such to worship him. Do you know what God's after today, what God's looking for? He's not just looking for decisions. He's looking for worshipers. He's not just looking for people to fill a church pew. He's looking for worshipers. He's not just looking for people to give mental assent to who he is. He's looking for true worshipers. And every sinner needs to hear the word of God, to come to know the way of salvation through Jesus Christ, and begin to be a true worshiper of the true and living God. You know what's really exciting to me? that we get to have a part in this, that we have our time, our moment, our divine appointments, our place where we get to point sinners to salvation through Jesus Christ. May God use every one of us today to do that very thing just as Simon Peter did. And you watch, watch what I see. The adventure will continue. Though no more scripture is being written, The story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.